man, is this really the ministry strategy that works like they're telling me it does? I'm in year three, it does. And you've got a board that's sitting up here that just told you that you're our heroes, because you really are, you're the soldiers. You guys are the one changing lives and changing your own life to go after the kiddos. So I want you to have the encouragement that you know you have a board that sits up here, open eyes and open arms and says, our job is to equip you so you can be successful. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Welcome to the First Priority Podcast. I am Brad Skelling. And I'm Steve. Cherry Co. Cherry Co. Works. That's right. And I am glad, we are both glad, that you are listening to the show today. And I'm going to keep talking so Steve doesn't make fun of me. So well, no, I'm not going to make fun of you, but we're going to, oh. I mean, we're going to jump in pretty quick to the podcast and we're still, we're still recording from check my phone. follow-ups, <laughs> follow-ups from uh, National Conference, right? Yes. And the first person who said my name at National Conference said Chirico. Oh, really? And it never stopped for the rest of the conference. That's awesome. Yes. So thank you for just mutilating it to start the day I will and reminding me how well they mutilated it. I will carry conference. on the tradition into 2023. So great. It's my uh, New Year's resolution. Fortunately, you only last about three days with those. So <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm, I'm going to have to make it a quarterly rock and have a New Year's <laughs> exactly. resolution. Oh, oh my gosh. Only half. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we are so glad you're here today in the podcast. Brad, what are we talking about? Uh, we are going to continue what we started last week, um, and we're going to continue uh, fall conference conversations for yep. the next several weeks. Great. Um, just allowing you a sneak peek into um, the information that's shared from up front with First Party Fall Conference. I'm going to say this. We didn't say this last week, um, but the best part, we did say this last week, the best part about the Fall Conference is the relationships. Yeah, being correct. in the room. Yep. Um, being around a table with like-minded people from around the country, realizing you're not by yourself, because a lot of us go off to Florida or Michigan or California or wherever they might, Texas, right. wherever they might be, and they feel this burden for students, but they feel like they're alone. Yeah. And the number one thing that we can't offer you at on the podcast, but we can offer you um, in the spring meetings and at the fall conference is community. Um, and those who come multiple times come back because of that community. But but today we're gonna share some more information because we want you to continue to get to know who we are. And our board of directors, Leon Drennan's been around since the 90s. Um, he caught this vision early. He was sitting in a church when Benny shared the vision and he said, yep. yes, I'm in. Yep. Um, has been on the board uh, for us for a long time. One of the greatest resource givers ever to the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In terms of just putting your money where your mouth is. The finances mm -hmm. and again, the and street smarts and, and, yeah, and wisdom, exactly. wisdom, constant wisdom um, from Leon. And then Kevin Cobb, uh, former NFL quarterback, Philadelphia Eagles, Arizona Cardinals, maybe a couple other teams there. Uh, he shares his story. He's been around with us for about three years on the board. Yep. Um, and again, he just brings uh, an entrepreneur. Let's go get it done. Uh, kind of a spirit to our board of directors. So you're going to get to know him as well a little bit today. And we're just excited for you to to know who we are. Uh, we've talked about our staff in recent weeks and yep. who we are in the office, but this is who we are and who we, we you and I, are submitting to uh, under their authority. So well, let's not steal the end of the thunder. Let's let them jump in and then okay. we'll jump back in the end. Sounds good. All right. I want to introduce to you my dear friend, Leon Drennan, who's been around here longer than I have, actually. 
So, Leon, come and share with us. I'm always amazed at how many ways people can come up with to nicely say, and he's old. <laughs> I've got some notes here. I don't need notes to talk for a few minutes about first priority. I don't need notes to tell a lot of important things about first priority. I need notes to only talk a few minutes about first priority and only say the most important things that you may need to hear tonight. So Mark asked me, he actually gave me a talk. He says, you know, talk about it's a new day. And you know, the first thing I thought of is uh, there's nothing new under the sun. First scripture came to mind, and the next scripture that came to mind is, uh, and, and I do a new thing. There are springs in the desert. So I had to wrestle some with uh, getting that together in my head. And here's where I came out. Uh, with God, nothing is new. He's unchanging. His, his knowledge, His love, His compassion, His great mercy, what He wants to do, His purposes. Praise God, none of that changes. We don't want that to change. In this crazy world, if we didn't have a God with those characteristics, I would be a nervous wreck. And I don't need to be any more nervous than I already am. But God calms me down. You know, you can share the gospel of Jesus one at a time with people. When things start happening that I believe are going to happen in the next year or two, if you can stay calm, you can, you can share about Jesus a hundred people at a time. Because they're going to be in you, and, and you're going to be all different because you're going to be calm, and they're going to be going crazy. A lot. So if you told me 10 years ago, we're going to see what we're seeing today, I would have never believed it. I, I could tell you some of the things I think we're going to see in the next couple of years, and it's unbelievable. And some of it's going to be tough, and I don't say that to scare you uh, at all. I say that to encourage you. Because there are some that say, this is the day of Haman. You remember the day of Haman? Haman hated Mordecai because he wouldn't bow down to him. So he had the, the, new, the, had the, the, the gallows built for him. <coughs> and uh, as it turned out, long story short, Haman was hung on the gallows he built for Mordecai. And Mordecai got paraded around town honored. Some say these are the days of Haman, that what our enemies, the enemies of God are doing is going to come back on them. I believe that with all my heart. The Old Testament says, and if you dig a ditch for another man, you will fall in it. I've seen it happen time and again. You don't dig the ditch this morning and they fall in it and then fall in it this, uh, this afternoon. It usually takes a long time, but that's going to happen. There are others that say this is the day of the exile. Back to the children of Israel <coughs> leaving Egypt. Well, I believe that too. Uh, God's people are going to be restored. We're going to have our freedom. Uh, and I think both are going to happen at the same time. I think you're going to see a season here where God's in are judged. And, and, and you're going to see things happen that would just scare you to death. And we've already seen some earthquakes, hurricanes, volcanoes. I think in unusual weather patterns, I think you're going to see a lot more of that over the next year or two. And the people not of God are going to be scared. God's people are going to be scared to death. But don't let that distract you. Be encouraged that God's going to protect you in the land of Goshen. All that stuff that happened in Egypt, 
there's what happened to the Egyptians, there's what happened to God's people. It was a different hand for each. We are people of Goshen. We are God's people. We're going to be protected. Something about God that hadn't changed is his ways. God has a certain way of working. So whoever, his purpose is unchanging. The people he uses are people he chooses way in advance to use. And you know what he does? He prepares them. He refines them. We're refined as silver. We're refined as gold. You know, Mark, you about done, buddy. We've been walking this for 25 years. Some call it the wilderness experience where everything you cling to for comfort and, and all this stuff, that all God leaves you is him. And, and you, you think you're going to starve, but you don't. You think you're not going to make it, uh, but you do. Some days you don't want to make it, but you do anyway. And I remember 25, it was over 20 years ago talking to Mark, and he had a two-page letter that was well thought out and well written on all the things, reasons he shouldn't come to the national office, national office and what he was scared of. You know, and my mama was a warrior. She was a professional warrior. Mark beat her. <laughs> he had the most comprehensive list of what could go wrong and happen bad of anybody I've ever seen. And uh, he looked at me like, what do you think about that? I looked back at him and said, time to get on the boat, Peter. Yeah, I know it's rough out there. Time to get out of the boat, Peter. He got out of the boat. And he stayed out of the boat. And he went through the ups and downs. And I can remember many times he'd say, you know, I'd do something else. But I can't quit. I can't walk away. That's the testimony of many of you in this room that I've heard you say that I would quit. I would walk away. And I, how many times did I quit? A bunch of times I said, Mark, you know, I'm done with this board thing. I'll, I'll help you. I'll support you. But, but I, I'm done with it. I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember the times, but it was a bunch. But he couldn't quit. Y'all couldn't quit. I couldn't quit. God has taken 25 years to prepare, to refine. Somebody says that God seldom uses a person greatly that he doesn't hurt deeply. Uh, and the refining is not easy, but... Purpose of it is to humble us so that God will know what's in our heart. Actually, so that we'll know what's in our heart. So that he can trust us with a great mission. So, yeah, it's a new day. We've, we've survived for 25 years. Financially, we're getting ready to prosper. There's going to be money chasing you. There's going to be the checks that were 1,000 are going to be 100,000. Checks that were 100,000 are going to be a million, 10 million. That day is coming, and I don't think it's that far off. I really don't. The provision is going to chase us. I really think that, that Christians are going to wind up on entertainment. We're going to wind up on in the news media. Uh, God's going to punish his enemies, take what they've stolen and give it to his people. And the United States of America is going to be the light of the world uh, or show the light of Jesus to the world. There are some prophets that say there will be a billion souls in this great awakening that come into the kingdom. And, and, and I, I believe that. I believe that how many millions of young people will be out of that billion that's, that's across the world. Well, what do you got to do? What do you got to do? God's going to provision us. Now, what's our part? Uh, the wellness people, the wellness people say a key to a healthy body is your pH. 
your pH has to be balanced. So here's the pH that needs to be balanced. First of all, our part is to pray. We can't with the, all the people we need to do this. Jesus says pray because the harvest plenteous is plenteous, but the labor is few. It's going to take prayer, and people are going to have to come out of the woodwork and find us to some degree to be able to do this great thing. The second P is be proactive. Always be looking for people. When I was in the world, I was always hiring. I hired, I, you know, I was looking for people and interviewed. I didn't mean interviews when I didn't have a job opening as when I did. Because if I heard somebody was good, I wanted to talk to them. You know, I never talked to a good person that I didn't actually hire. I always be looking for three people that are as you or better because we're going to need them. The third thing is plan. See, God has his purpose. He's going to, he's going to restore order to this world. He's going to restore his people. He's going to restore the church. And uh, you can't, you, frankly, if all of y'all decided to get five people apiece and fight against it, you can't stop what God's going to do. It's going to happen. It's going to happen with you, without you. What you're deciding is what part you want to play in it. Okay. How many, how many want uh, to uh, share Christ with and, and, and take into the kingdom of heaven with you? So your part is to plan. You know, how big? You know, not how big is your budget, how many people will have. How big can you dream and vision for what God's going to do? Because God's going to do it, and he's just inviting us to participate. So those are the pieces. Now here's the H. Humility. Humility, humility, humility. God doesn't need us. Jesus said the very rocks will cry out if you don't say it. God doesn't need us. God gives us an opportunity to participate. It's going to be a work of God. It's going to be of God. And we need to remember, he's going to send us the people. He's going to send us the money. He's going to give us what to say. We depend completely on him. And then when it's done, let's don't dare steal God's glory. Amen. Let's don't dare steal God's glory. Let's sing. Let's shout. Let's dance. Y'all do the stuff that people that deal with you do. But, you know, scream, scream at the top of your voice, praising Jesus. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate the opportunity to see you. Thank you so much. And next up is Kevin. He took a long time, Leon. He didn't follow your notes. I was not here 25 years ago. Uh, I've been here for three years. So a lot of new faces. I'm one of them. I'm one of y'all. Uh, I sit on the national board, your national board, not the national board, your national board. And how I got there was... Just retired from the NFL, played quarterback in the NFL for three different teams, and I'm sitting there pitching a deal to Kerry with my team. And uh, we're in his office, and pretty impressive office. I was a little intimidated. And uh, my, one of my colleagues popped off, and he said, uh, wait, before Kevin answers that question, was that pre-Jesus or post-Jesus, Kevin? And Kerry's like, well, hold on a second. Let's pause this meeting for a minute. Let's get to know more about this. So in typical carry fashion, he walks me in the back door, closes his office door and says, hey, I need guys like you. Here's what I got. Well, just so happened I had sat on another youth ministry board because I'm obviously very, I, I got saved at 16. My mom was a staunch Catholic. My dad didn't go to church. And 
When I moved to Stephenville, Texas, my mom said, I don't know what's going on, but we ain't found the answer yet, and Jesus is the answer, and I'm leading us there. So my mom and I got saved in the first year, or same year together, and it was a peer that actually came to me and said, hey, man, what you're doing is not the Bible. And I mean, you know, my fists go up. I've been in church for a long time. And that peer didn't realize it until last year when we brought him up, when we launched here in Fort Worth, that he made that comment to me that had so much impact on me. He had influence on my life when I was in the seventh grade, and he didn't know it. And all he said was, just read the Bible. Man, I'm just going to ask you the Bible. Years later, I never told him, and I brought him up in front of the Fort Worth vision casting, if we, whatever you want to call it, last year, and told him in front of the entire group that that's what sparked it in me, him and my mom. So I'm a product of what this stuff does, you know? I'm a product of it. I'm a product of a, a female leading her family to Christ. Shouldn't have been that way, but it was. And I'm a product of peer-to-peer -peer ministry, so I believe in it. I was a part of another board. It had incredible bottlenecks. Kate tells me about this one. It just so happened I'd resigned from that board the week before I'd met with Carrie. So that's not from God. Yes, right? As I got to know the ministry, I just couldn't believe the efficiency of the ministry. I'm not talking about dollars. I'm talking about entrepreneurs going out in the field of ministry and doing it on their own, on limited budgets, scared to death, unknowns. And I'm thinking, how in the world could this be true? FCA raises $140 million on their annual budget. We work, we work alongside them. I'm not even going to tell you what ours is so you don't get scared. But it's minimal. And we change lives. You guys change lives every single day. And it's hard. So here's my encouragement for you. And I, I think there's a lot of, uh, of ears that need to hear this today because I've felt this way. And sometimes, frankly, still do. We're an honest and open group. Okay, We're going to be honest and open through the whole thing. We don't get it perfect. When I first came here, I'm like, yeah, I still don't understand that. Hey, Brad, redo the flow chart. I can't quite understand how it gets from up here to down here. COVID had hit. I didn't get to see it in person. There was a lot of, of just drapes in front of me going, I want to see behind. I don't understand that. I know some of you guys are feeling that. You're new to the, to the ministry and you're wondering, man, is this really what Jesus called me to do? That's a lie from the devil. Okay, don't believe it. Man, is this really the ministry strategy that works like they're telling me it does? I'm in year three. It does. And you've got a board that's sitting up here that just told you that you're our heroes. Because you really are. You're the soldiers. We just get to have the fancy title on our shirt. You guys are the ones changing lives and changing your own life to go after the kiddos. So I want you to have the encouragement that you know you have a board that sits up here, open eyes and open arms, and says... We don't have it perfect, but one thing is for certain. We're listening, we're watching, and our job is to equip you so you can be successful. We may not get it perfect. You guys ain't going to get it perfect, but Jesus is. And there's a lot of guys like Shane and Frank and JD that felt the same way a long time ago, and they just kept stomping and stomping and cutting down this and going through that wall and getting uncomfortable. And you guys are entrepreneurs in the ministry world. That is an uncomfortable place to be. So get comfortable being uncomfortable and know you got a board that supports you all the time with open hands. Well, Steve. Yes, sir. That's some good words from Leon 
and from Kevin. Well, who do you want to jump in with first? Well, Leon went first, so we can jump in there. Okay. Um, I listened to these before we jumped in, and I just started taking notes because obviously I heard what he had to say at fall conference while I was in the room. I was probably busy doing some things. Yep, you were. Um, so I was not sitting still at the moment, but when I listened to it on the recording, I just started jotting stuff down. And again, what I said about him before, he's just a super smart dude. There's a reason he was the president of a healthcare organization mm -hmm. um, and did well in his, worked his way up from the bottom there. He didn't share a lot of that story of his this time, but um, there's a reason he reached the top of his company mm -hmm. um, and just his biblical knowledge um, and always being grounded in humility. I think that was one of the things he talked about the pH of, of a person, of a spiritual leader is prayer and humility. Uh, and I see that in him, like in our board meeting, he talked about our core values and saying, hey, in a, as a ministry, we need our core values must be rooted in the Bible. And it's like, yeah, they do. You know, we're talking about you and I as people, we want to be eager to learn and mm -hmm. confidently driven and things of that nature. But if we're not grounding everything we do in scripture, then, uh, you know, we could, could get off base. And so I just, his ability to quote Bible stories and apply them to the moment. Uh, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. I thought Leon did a, a very good job. You, mm -hmm. you jump in then with Kevin. Yep. And you take on a guy whose story really resonates with yep. who we are organizationally. Yep. Right? If it's yep. not for a young man in his youth group who's 16, right? Kevin's life doesn't get turned around yep. in the midst of vast success in culture, mm -hmm. in... Um, football world, like in all those areas, even yep. even in society and thinking, well, he's a dad, he's a husband, right? Yep. He's got his own stuff together. Yep. And if you don't have a 16 year old sharing good news, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Where does he sit now? Exactly, exactly. And yeah, again, super humble. Um, as far as the world goes, he doesn't need to be, right? Yeah, exactly. he's, he's been successful, he's he's made his millions, He's he's done everything the world has to offer. And yet he comes back and says, hey, that wasn't, fulfilling. That wasn't what life was about. Uh, God has a plan and a purpose for me and, and I want to follow that. And, and I've got to work with him fairly closely on a few projects with the board already. And yeah, he's constantly coming back. Hey, Brad, what do you need? What do you mean? How can I help? What can I do? Um, we want to equip you to be successful. I wrote that down. And I see that in him as he's on the board. He's, he wants to play a part and be a part of taking the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. So I, I love it. I love having guys to submit to who are getting their hands dirty with it. Well, and you've mm -hmm. just set me up for what I was going to say as we begin okay. to land this plane this mm -hmm. week. One of the things that those of us who are chapters, not districts, mm -hmm. have to do is build boards on a regular basis, mm -hmm. right? Uh, First Party Nashville is no different, yep. right? I've got a specific board of people. And yeah. the, the question that should be asked for those of us who are in a director position is, are we finding people that don't just want to oversee they mm. want to get their hands dirty, mm. right? They, they want to be servants mm -hmm. of the organization. And yep. sometimes we lose a little bit of the true definition of that because we think that that means that, well, I've got to find people that are going to be on the campus club setting, mm -hmm. right? I got to find people that are going to fix widgets. And that's, I'm not necessarily talking about that. Mm -hmm. I'm really talking about people who have extended resource and are willing to extend that towards the ministry. Mm. Time, 
Yep. Uh, relationships, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a good question as we are coming to the end of a calendar year, yeah. right? To say yeah. about our board, hey, is do, does our board really, are they passionate about this mm -hmm. to the point that the things that matter most, they're willing to give towards it? Yeah. If they're not, then it's okay to have that conversation and say, hey, maybe this is not your season for this anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe it's time for a change. And mm -hmm. You work with your board president. Don't do that on your own, my <laughs> executive director, but work with your board president <laughs> right. and figure that out. And maybe yeah. you and I uh, experience in that is that every time the Lord closes one door, it's because another door is waiting to be opened. Correct. Right? And Correct. so helping that door be closed mm -hmm. may bring in that next person that is passionate about it and yep. does want to be and yep. has greater resources that you just don't know about. You just got to close one door so you can open the next. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, starting out with first priority, I would always fear change and especially leadership change. When you have good people sitting in on your seats and all of a sudden they're talking about going to do something else, it's like, uh, you know, it would throw me in a little mm -hmm. bit of a scramble and I'd worry and fear and have anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And I have learned that most of the time people don't end up leaving. They, they like the call that the God has on their life. But some of the time God does have something else for them and it's going to be okay. God has a plan. He has that next person waiting. We just need to um, do our job and go find the next person or wait for God to put that next person sure. in place. So, that's right. yeah. Well, Brad, that's a good, that's, that's a good finish up of this week. It's a good way to end. Mm -hmm. So, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, love for you this week to share this on the socials. We, we post some things and give you some links. So we'd love for you to share this with uh, those who need to hear uh, this call and this story to take the hope of Christ to every student. So thanks for listening. And until next week, we will see you soon. See ya.